Welcome. You're listening to the Cultivate Podcast, where we share stories to help us cultivate the characteristics of Christ. We're your hosts, Lydia Bridgman and Kayla Hallstrom. Thanks for joining us as we grow together. Well, welcome back to the Cultivate Podcast. We are trying something new here, and Lydia and I just wanted to take a pause in the guests and the various characteristics and different things that we've been focusing on and talk a little bit about what's going on with each other. So we are here catching up on what we've been learning over this last season and even things that we're in the middle of right now. So friends, we hope that these Cultivate Conversations can serve as an encouragement to you, knowing that we are growing here right alongside of you, our listeners, and that we desire to be authentic on our podcast with our struggles and even what we're learning because we all have areas we're growing in as Christ followers. And we want this podcast to be a place where we can be real about what we need to grow in and support one another in the journey. I'm so excited that Kayla is going to be leading our conversation today. So friend, what are you cultivating? Yeah, so uh, as I've mentioned, actually, this is kind of weird. I feel like you're like interviewing me. I like know. I'm the guest on this the podcast. This is kind of fun. Well, different. <laughs> anyway, so uh, as I've mentioned in a couple episodes back that I have just started getting a master's in ministry from Lincoln Christian University. And this is also a partnership with uh, our local church, which also happens to be my job. So it's a really great mm-hmm. program. Um, and this is something totally new. And even when we started dreaming up this podcast, like this was not on my radar. It was not what I had planned. But um, over the course of the summer, it just was the right next thing to do. Um, and so with my first couple classes that I've been taking, we're about halfway through the first semester. Um, one in particular was called personal leadership. And there mm-hmm. has been a lot of conversation in that class about gifting, about calling, about mission, which was actually a lot about what we talked about yeah, in our first series, is which has so cool. just been so crazy how mm. all of that has lined up, especially with such this major shift in my life and where I'm spending my time and and what I'm focusing on. And so um, just recently, there's also been another resource on top of uh, recording the episodes for the podcast, on top of going back to school. Um, there's this book that came out that I had on pre-order that I was so excited to read. Um, and I'll be honest, I'm not even done with it. I still have (laughs) a little bit left to go. Yeah, it's that good. I've been, uh, she's got a podcast about it too, but it's called You Are the Girl for the Job and it's by Jess Connolly, so. Yeah, Kayla and I, we both love Jess. Um, She just has an incredible heart for women, um, really just to step into their God-given callings right where they're at. And it is just so um, cool. She says her like statement for purpose and Mm -hmm. what she does is she's a midwife of mission that she Ooh, just helps I don't know if I've heard her develop and call out mission in mm, women. That's what she wants so, to do. Oh, so cool. And a huge way that we have gotten to know Jess a little bit in, in personally, um, but get, gotten to know her heart in her ministry is through her podcast, which you should definitely um, go check out after you listen to this podcast. It's called Go and Tell Gals, and it is also an Apple podcast. So you should definitely check that out. 
yeah, it's a great resource. But um, so the title of the book is called You Are the Girl for the Job, which can sound uh, maybe a little funny (laughs) or like, what is she talking about when you read the title? But when she says this idea of you are the girl for the job, she is just reminding and calling out that whatever season you are in, whoever is in front of you, whoever's in your path, whoever, you know, is a coworker, a friend, a family member, a relationship, whatever is going on, around you, you are the girl for that job, that you're in that place on purpose, that God didn't put you there on accident because if he did, that would be against his character and God's not gonna go against his character. He always has a plan. He, uh, the Bible tells us that he's a God of order and a peace, mm-hmm. not a God of chaos. And so um, if we believe those things about God, then Uh, reciprocally, we have to believe that about the path Mm. that we're in. We have to believe that we are the girl for the job for the place that we're at because we're not in the place that we're at Mm. by mistake. Yeah, and before you go any further, I mean, you just even sharing that right now, I just had a thought that, you know, last year, um, as I've mentioned before on the podcast to all of you listening, it was my first year teaching. Mm, And exactly what you said, I just constantly felt like I am not the girl for this job. Like I am not equipped. Like an actual job. Yes. Like like I am not equipped for this job, for this calling, for this group of students that I'm called to love. And over and over and over, I had to remind myself that God Mm. has called me to this and that he has a purpose and a plan through it. And he's going to grow me through it. And it's okay if I feel unequipped because he's the one who can equip me. Yes. I need him. Yes, yes, yes. This book is all about God's capacity mm-hmm. meeting us where we're at um, as we be obedient. And that is going to bring him glory and show his goodness for others. And it's gonna work out for others good. Um, so in the opening chapter of the book, she starts um, by letting us in on what she says is a secret <laughs> by saying, We are the girls for the job because of the God of all capacity who not only calls us, but equips us and dwells within us, enabling us to carry out his plans. How encouraging to know that truth about God. As I was saying earlier, when we remember who God is, his character, what he's done for us. If we know who he is and how he acts, then that changes how we feel about the situations um, that we are placed in. And maybe that's our actual job, like the thing we're really (laughs) going to do every day, day in, day out, maybe 40 hours a week, you know, putting our heart and soul into it. And maybe that's something really simple. Maybe it's the person who happens to live next door to you. Maybe that's um, the person you share an office with. Um, Maybe that's who you interact with when you go get coffee, um, when you're studying for school. You, You just, all of those things, if we believe what we believe about God, that that he has a plan and, and he's in control, then none of those things are by accident. But it really just got me thinking that, okay, if what's in front of me is my job and I'm here on purpose to do that, then what's my job? Outside of my job, that my vocation that I get paid for, which <laughs> is its own blessing, what is my job? What, what would you say to that, Lydia? What, what would you say are some of the things that your job, your season that you're yeah. in right now? Yeah, I feel like right now, you know, I, I know that one way that God has um, gifted me is just 
to be an encourager. Mm. And so right now there's just some people even in my workplace that just need encouragement. And I feel like even though that can be such a specific or such a small thing on a daily basis, I just feel like right now God is really calling me to encourage those people. You know, there's a few teachers in particular that are just having a hard year. Mm. And to be honest, I mean, you know, Kayla, this year has been challenging for me too. And and God is constantly working on my heart and giving me patience Mm -hmm. and working on me through that. But I think a lot of the times I get so focused on myself too. And I need to remember that my job also is to kind of like you said, you know, love on people, do other things that are outside of this, you know, what our culture views as a job. And so I just feel like right now, really to be an encouragement to a few specific people in my life um, Mm -hmm. over these next few months has been one of the jobs that I just feel like the Lord is like, you have to be intentional about this because these people need my love through Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. And I I can speak from my experience that you are an encourager. You have done that in my own life (laughs) and I am so thankful and I am just blown away sometimes by your ability to encourage and have a positive outlook on things because that's not always my first instinct (laughs) about a lot of things. It's great though with friendships how we can just help one another and we can build on one another's strengths. Yes. I just think that's so beautiful to have Mm -hmm. friends that have strengths in different areas Mm -hmm. and that's why we need each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So as I was thinking about this, about some of the things that are my job, one of the things that that I've already talked about is school. This idea that, you know what, school felt like the right decision, the obedient decision of this is what I need to do, even though I'm not sure what the end result is going to be. Um, A lot of people who are in this um, partnership with Lincoln and our churches because they want to go out and be a lead pastor and plan a church. I I do not think that is my job (laughs) at all. But um, so it really is just trusting God that, you know what, school right now is my job. And I've Mm. had to say no to some things that I really love. We were just talking about this before we started recording that I just was telling you like, man, six months ago, a year ago, for sure, I never would have said no to the opportunity that I got asked to do today. But when I know what my job is, it's it's easier mm-hmm. to also know what's not my job anymore. It's just, I don't have the capacity. I don't have the time. And and I know God is calling me to this. So mm-hmm. school is definitely one. And with that being a learner, like I really am in a season um, where I am getting just the opportunity to grow and to learn and to be a part of things without too heavy of a responsibility. Not that there's not, there's no responsibility. That's not what I'm saying, but where people in leadership are giving me a chance and really, Mm -hmm. really just letting me do some things so I can learn. They don't have super high expectations that I have to have it all figured out, but they're like, hey, I recognize that this might be a path that you could use later. And so along with school, I just feel like to be a learner, to absorb Mm -hmm. everything I can and and take the right opportunities in order to grow. Yeah. Um, And then one of the other things that has definitely been on my heart as I have gotten a little older, I recognize (laughs) I'm not very old. I'm well aware of where I fall. (laughs) We don't have many, many years years, under our belt. a few. I have a few more. There's always someone older than you. There's always someone younger than you. And I am... 
As I get a little older, I am recognizing more and more the importance of mentorship and not even in some official role where I have to check boxes and meet this many requirements and read this many studies and books with them, but just be there for girls who are younger than me, Mm. um, for where they're at, for what they're going through, um, even being less than 10 years out of high school, it's so different. It's so, so different than what it used to be. And I am just recognizing that there are some girls in my path uh, because of volunteer, because of just um, my church, because of just um, relationships that have been in my life for years that that I have the opportunity to be there for them. Mm -hmm. And um, that's just been something that's been really important Mm -hmm. to me in that when I I kind of did what what she was talking about, just who is around you. I was re- recognizing how many younger girls were around me and how important yeah. that was. So. And isn't it so crazy that in our crazy world, we can literally miss out on people that God's putting like right in our paths. Yeah. Like sometimes I just think about, you know, throughout the week, how many times I make, you know, open space for investing in people. Yeah. You know, it's like we're investing so in people, sometimes. you know, being part of a worship team and trying to, you know, cultivate relationships in that or um, being a part of a small group and building those relationships as well. But I just feel like I really need to grow in having intentional times in my week where I'm like, this is my time to invest in somebody. Yeah. Who's right in my path? Mm-hmm. You know, really, if you are you know, involved in a church, if you're involved in a community, really, if you're involved in anything, there are people in your path that God has specifically put in your path that might need your mentorship or your encouragement. And so it's so cool that you said that because I really feel like over the past several weeks, that's been a huge thing on my heart is just that that's our job, you know, in this next season of life is encouraging the ones who are in it right now when we're fresh out of it. Yeah, and think about when we were 18, 19, 20 years Mm -hmm. old, what it meant to have someone who was 25 and working and had their own house or apartment. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they just invited you over. Or I I can remember someone who just was like, hey, I'm going shopping to like Hobby Lobby. Do you want to go with me? I'm like, Yes, of yes. course I do. Was yeah. there a lot of spiritual conversation as we were doing that? Was there some deep revelation or theological <laughs> aha moment? Yeah. No, but mm. just inviting people into your life. If if every time I think about when that was done for me, I realize why don't I do that more? Mm. Why yeah. why don't I just and open my life yeah. to those who are there? Yeah, that's and that's just so cool that you said that because that is something the last few weeks that I've been thinking about. And I need to place that on my list of that is my job yeah. is to make time for people in my yeah. life and people that God places in our paths. Yeah, so. one of the uh, things I'm having to do for school right now is write mm-hmm. a 12-page paper <laughs> outline of what I value, what my life mission and vision is. And that's really intimidating as a 25-year-old person. Like, I'm like, I, I don't know what it's going to look like tomorrow. Well, I do a little bit, but not really. <laughs> Anything could happen, yeah. let's be honest. So um, I'm, you know, I wrote down that investing in relationships is important to me because when I think about what I want to be known for, what I want to spend time in, how I want to grow and how I want to help others grow, investing in relationships is important. So then you know what? When I know that that's what's important to me, when I'm really 
looking at the big picture, then I know I have to make time for that, that Mm. I have to say no to other things so that I can say yes to the right things. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So one of the other things that really stuck out to me when I was reading this book is um, she said, um, I refuse to miss out on what God is doing, what he might be saying, and how he may be miraculously intervening. I refuse to miss out because I'm focused on myself, my insecurities, or my perception of my own capacity. And that just stopped me mm-hmm. in my tracks as I was reading. So what, what, what are your thoughts? What do you think, Lydia? What do yeah. you think when you hear? I know, that is so, so, so convicting. Um, I guess it just makes me think about you know, I've, I feel like today I've been relating a lot of things back to teaching, but um, if there's any teachers out there listening, you understand how the beginning of the year is just like so much focus on getting to know the kids and getting routines down and all of those big things that a lot of the times I find myself missing out on things that matter the most because I'm so focused on trying to um, micromanage or trying to look a certain way as a teacher to the other teachers in my school, to impress my principal, to impress parents. And I feel like just that word even impress as I'm saying it just seems like it's a trend that it's so easy for me to get into this mindset of I need to impress somebody that I can be so focused on you be quiet, you stay, you know, move your rotation in reading or whatever it might be. I'm so, excuse me, extremely focused on that, that I might miss out a student coming up to me and, and saying a word of encouragement. Like I can remember an example last year. It was a day when I was feeling so stressed out because my class was just not following directions. They were being loud and not being quiet when they needed to be. It just felt like a disaster. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was telling a student, you need to get back on track. You, (laughs) You know, you are being too loud. And I completely missed until about 15 minutes later that one of my sweet boys had come up to me and he had given me a little hug in the midst of me correcting that behavior. And it said, you are such a great teacher. I'm so thankful I'm in your class. Mm. And it's like God, I felt like was trying to whisper to me in that moment that Lydia, I'm trying to encourage you through this child. And I just, I remember at the end of that day, I just sat back and I was like, wow, like those are the things that matter is those relationships with the kids. You know, all those other things are important, but I think I was so focused on, well, what if my principal comes in or um, I have this aide in my classroom, like she has to know that I'm a good teacher and that I'm correcting every single little behavior that Mm -hmm. I missed out on that moment. And 15 minutes later, I was like, oh my goodness, like God was trying to whisper to my heart and encourage me on a day that was so hard. And I like missed out on it. Yeah, yeah. I can remember being in similar situations like that. I, you know, we've talked about how I work with kids too. And um, it can be a lot of crazy on a Sunday morning, especially between services. Kids are leaving, volunteers are showing up, volunteers are heading out. New kids are like, can we come in yet? You know, what is going on? And I sometimes can miss at the end when a volunteer is trying to come to me and say, hey, I had this moment with this kid and I I wanted to tell you. 
because I don't get to have a ton of those moments with the kids. Um, but sometimes I can be so caught up and, and okay, we need to turn that off and we need to switch that out. Or are you getting picked up? Is your mom here? And, <laughs> exactly. And, and this, this, this volunteer is trying to tell me like, hey, I, I, what, what happened today mattered. That I, I prayed with this kid and, and they shared some hard things that were going on. And, and, and I think they had a moment where they realized that God was bigger than, than what was going on. And I'm like, wow, that's really great. Okay, see you next week. And I, <laughs> yeah. I, do I, oh man, what, what a difference it would be if I just stop and, and recognize that like, I don't need to have the strength to, to even turn over the classroom. I don't even need to have capacity to check every kid out and bring every volunteer in and open the room and be ready. I don't have to have the capacity to do any of it. It's all his. Hmm. And when we remember that, then I have a lot more time to stop and hear what's been going on with that volunteer and how they prayed for a kid and they helped a kid understand who God is and, mm-hmm. and how, oh man, it's just yeah. so, it's so powerful when we start and actually think about how we do that, how we sometimes miss those moments. It's not to shame or condemn and, oh, you should know better yeah. and why do you act like that? But mm-hmm. it's just, it's just a heart check. And it's, yeah. it's just, uh, I think she definitely brings it in a way of, not condemning, but just, hey, do you, do you realize you don't have to? You don't have yeah. to act like that. You don't have yeah. to, to worry about those things because you've got a God who's got it. Mm. That's just really, really encouraging. Um, so one of the last things that was really um, important to me in my reading so far um, is this idea that she wrote that we cannot seek God's glory and our own at the same time. We can't seek to be the girl for the job and the girl who wins at the same time. And when she says the girl who wins, so we already talked about what the girl for the job meant, that that we're meant to do what God is asking us to do wherever we're at. This idea of the girl who wins is we don't need to be the winner. And what she equated the winner is as the best, that first place, that above everyone else, because Jesus already was that. He is the best person there could ever be, the best example of a relationship, um, the best example on how to love. And and her list um, was super long. I'm gonna read a few here um, that um, the very thing that I'm going to ask you to do this her saying is to quit, is to give up, is surrender being. the best servant, the most athletic, the most hospitable, the most encouraging, the most studious, the most creative, the best mom, the most energetic, the best Mm -hmm. listener, the most effortlessly put together, the most successful small business owner, the funniest, the best wife, the most justice-minded, the fittest, the most capable, the cleanest, the cutest, the best leader, the most quiet, the healthiest, all of those things if we are the best at them, then we're saying Jesus Mm. isn't. And he is. And saying that we don't need him. Yeah, we're saying we got it. Guess Mm -hmm. what? I am the healthiest. (laughs) I am the best leader. Mm -hmm. Why would I need Jesus's leadership if I am the best leader? Because truthfully, if we're comparing in that way, then we don't. If we're the best, then we're putting ourselves above him. And and anytime, like she's saying, we, we try and elevate ourselves to that position of best, 
Mm. We're not seeking God's glory. We're seeking our own. And as someone who, if you're familiar with the Enneagram, I'm a one, I'm a perfectionist. I want to be, I don't want to be right as in like, I have to have the last word, but I want to make sure that anything I do is the best. It's the best answer. It's the best plan of action. It's the best. There's no right. It's always yes. best for me. So we can relate to so that this, a lot. So this like hits like home really hard that mm-hmm. I, I, man, every time I am just trying to be the best. And every time I do that, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm putting myself above Jesus. And that's mm-hmm. not what it's about. Yeah, definitely. So funny as a teacher, I relate to it very much so because I a lot of the times think, oh, I'm the teacher, but really I need the master teacher to teach me. I'm not the source of all knowledge. I'm not the source of knowing everything. I have to go to the master teacher um, because I'm trying to take his place and he's already claimed that place. Mm -hmm. He has all the answers. He has everything that I need. And I mean, it's so obvious that I don't have everything I need, just thinking about, you know, even how I handled the situation that I was talking about earlier, that I need him. And when I recognize that, then it changes everything because I'm no longer going for my glory because I know that I don't deserve any glory Yeah, because I'm not doing anything unless it's through his power, his strength, learning from him. That's the only way that I'm able to um, carry out what he has for me here on this earth. Yeah, that's so good. She just says over and over again that that being the girl for the job is daring to believe the God who calls you and doing that for the glory of God and the good of others. There's mm. there's nothing about you. Yeah. The end result is not about you. It's you stepping up to the plate and, and doing and being obedient to what God is asking you to do. But the end result mm. is not about you. It's about yeah. God's glory. It's about the good of others. It's about the kingdom. Yeah. On hard days, I remind myself that I am his servant. Mm. You know, it goes directly with that, that I am his servant. And a lot of the times I can think, wow, today was a hard day. Well, it's not about me. It's about being obedient where he's called me to be. And right now he's called me into something that might be hard. You know, maybe listeners today, he's called you into something that is hard. But if you know that he's called you there, then he's gonna continue to equip you. And it's okay because you are just his servant listening to him, being obedient to him. And so I feel like I constantly have to go back to that. You know, it's not about my comfort. It's about his glory. Yeah, yeah. And when we have those hard days, that's not to say, ah, just, it'll roll right off, it's fine. (laughs) But God can handle your hard days. Mm -hmm. He really can. And uh, this book has just been such a reminder of that. So I encourage you guys, uh, to read it, to check it out. I'm gonna be finishing it up, um, but it's it's just been challenging. Um, that day-to-day obedience, mm-hmm. um, while she speaks to the bigger things, it really challenges how you're living every day. And that's just been really powerful lately. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Kayla, thank you so much for leading this episode. It's just absolutely. so fun to have these little conversation, cultivate conversations with you. And um, we look forward to having some more of these in the future um, as we continue on with the show. So to wrap us up, Lydia, do you mind if I pray for everyone as yes. we finish out? Is that good? Yeah, okay. I would love that. We didn't really they, talk about that. No, so. that's okay. I definitely feel like this is an episode where things that you shared in just as we were sharing Definitely, I I hope that things were stirring in people's hearts. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So Jesus, we just um, 
We thank you for the truth of who you are, Lord, that you are the best at everything. Mm. God, that you already hold that position. Lord, I just pray um, that the reminder that you are the best, Lord, would not, um, that the enemy would not use that to shame us for the ways that we've elevated ourselves um, or to uh, put us down even farther that we don't compare to you, Lord, but that it just would remind us that we serve a God and we are loved by a God who is the very best and has the very best for us, Lord. Um, I just thank you um, for Lydia, for this podcast, for this truth, Lord, that we could come around and talk about um, today. And Lord, we just pray that it would stir in people's heart as it is stirred in ours um, to just remember who you are. Lord, how our life changes, our perspective changes when we remember who you are and your capacity, Lord, and and how to do things for your glory, Lord. So I just pray that you would empower each and every person who is listening to this to just take one step closer to you, one step closer in obedience to the things that you are calling them to to the places that are just right in front of them. Lord, would you just open their eyes to what's going on around them and show them that you have called them to, to this season with purpose, Lord. And we just, we thank you for your son, Jesus, that allows us to do any of this, Lord, to have these conversations and to just know you um, because of the sacrifice of your son, Lord. And so we just uh, thank you for what you've done for us. And we pray this in your name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you friends for listening. We'll talk to you next time.